Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Are you tired of investing your time and your energy into relationships that go nowhere and you know deep down the common denominator is you? You have awareness that whatever you're doing right now in relationships is not working, it's not serving you, and you are ready to take ownership of this area of your life and finally learn how to embody a securely attached, confident woman who can attract a great relationship. If that's you, I have a very special invitation I want to invite you to apply to the Empowered, Secure, and Loved program. This is a program designed to help you no matter your attachment style, no matter your relationship past, it will help you move to secure attachment so that you can show up confident, you can communicate well, you can navigate any kind of conflict, and you can create that relationship that you've always wanted while simultaneously having high self-worth and high levels of self-love. If that's you and you know that in 2022, you are ready for a great relationship and you're committed to getting there, I want to personally invite you to apply to the ESL program Use the link in my Instagram bio. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Morgan Coaching, DR Morgan Coaching. And the link is also in the show notes. Spots are extremely limited. So go apply now to reserve your spot and start your journey to high self worth and great relationships. Hey, y'all, it's your host, Dr. Morgan. I'm excited about today's episode. I have to be honest with you, I had recorded it. And I don't know why this is happening to me. I think GarageBand is just plotting against me. But for whatever reason, the metronome was on the entire time. So you would have heard this clicking back and forth. And honestly, it recorded really well. And it was a long episode. So I was tempted to just use it. But I can't do that to y'all. I can't make you listen to a metronome in the background of an episode. So here we are. I'm showing up because I care about you. I want you to have this information. This is an important episode. I'm going to re-record it. And my hope is that it's even better this time around. So thanks for being here. I'm so happy that you get to spend some time working on your relationships, working on how you show up in your relationships, taking ownership, right? That's so important. I always talk about ownership, right? We have to be able to take ownership for our side of what we bring to a relationship. All right. And before we get going, funny story. I don't know how many of you live with 
your boyfriend, girlfriend, or your partner. I, as you know, I live with my partner and I do this thing where if I like a song, I will play it on repeat and I will play it loudly, particularly if I'm cleaning. This weekend, I was cleaning, organizing, going through the closet. And for whatever reason, the song that I was into this weekend was If I Was a Cowboy by Miranda Lambert. Yes, I'm from Montana. Occasionally, I get a country streak in me. I listen to country music nonstop. And that was this weekend. And I'm playing this song over and over. And then in the afternoon, my boyfriend, he starts belting it out. He knows every word. So he was just there listening. And by no fault of his own, he learned every single word and it was stuck in his head the whole weekend. So I got a kick out of it. I don't know if y'all have ever experienced that. But when we live with somebody, we are going to pick up some of their music. Um, anyway, so he's just singing, if I was a cowboy, it was so hilarious, guys. I wish I wish I could have recorded it. And how'd you see it? It was great. Okay, today's episode, I'm going to talk about shiny relationship syndrome. You've heard of shiny object syndrome. We're going to talk about shiny relationship syndrome. So shiny relationship syndrome is when you're going from relationship to relationship. And there could be many, many reasons why you're doing that. And I'm going to share with you four deeper reasons why. So we're going to get to the core of why you might be doing it. But externally to yourself on an on a conscious level, you might be saying, oh, it just wasn't the right fit or, oh, this was off or it just didn't feel right or, oh, I just wasn't happy, right? Or there was this thing that, you know, you'll come up with some kind of reason consciously And I understand that some of those are absolutely legitimate. I'm not trying to say that they're not. I want you to know. Um, But there are some times where that conscious reason that you're aware of is actually not the reason. And it's something much deeper that's going on. So today, I want to have us take a look at four deeper reasons why you could be experiencing shiny relationship syndrome or going from relationship to relationship. And these will not apply to every situation. They may not apply to everyone, but I think they will apply to a lot of people. And you may be able to see yourself in some of them, all of them, just one. It will depend. So let's go ahead and jump in. The first reason that you could be experiencing this is you may have that lie, or this could be considered a core limiting belief, a lie that you're telling yourself that is, I will feel happy when I'm in a great relationship. What is this doing? Foundationally, this is having you base your happiness on the relationship. It's completely giving away your power, giving away your control, your ownership of your happiness. And it's saying, oh, it's dependent on the relationship. And here's what could happen. 
you may be used to the roller coaster when it, you know, it starts off and it's really great and everything's going well and it's it's new, right? When when it's new, the brain finds it very exciting and it may be giving you what you're labeling as happiness when that's simply the beginning of a relationship. And then once your brain normalizes the relationship being there, and keep in mind, I am assuming that this is a healthy relationship that has potential to become securely attached over time, right? So so this list that I'm going to go through, this is a, a side note, this list I'm going to go through is mostly for relationships that are becoming securely attached. So these are the things you'll experience if you're in a relationship, it's becoming securely attached and it's growing in a healthy way. So we're just going to assume that. So, so anyways, your happiness changed for a period of time because you got in this relationship. It's new, it's exciting. And then guess what? Your brain got used to the relationship being there. It normalized the relationship. You're no longer getting that endorphins, the dopamine from the newness of the relationship. And then you may say, well, I'm not happy. I'm not happy in this relationship. And then remember the core lie. The core lie that you told yourself was, I'll be happy when I'm in a great relationship. So then you say, well, this must not be a great relationship. How can we correct this? Here's the deal. Your happiness belongs to you. We hear that saying all the time. Happiness is an inside job. However you feel, whatever amount of happiness, content, joy you experience in your life, that will only be multiplied by a relationship. So if it is non-existent, when a relationship comes in, if, if it's zero, right? Zero times whatever is zero. So a relationship is not going to fill the void. You have to take ownership for your happiness. So if you're, if you're experiencing shiny relationship syndrome, the moment the brain normalizes that you're in the relationship and you say, well, hey, I don't feel happy. What are you going to do? You're going to say, oh, must be this relationship. Something's wrong. It's not making me happy. I need to go to a different relationship. And maybe there's a shiny new relationship that you see yourself in, whether it's just an idea of one or maybe there's someone that you spark something with somewhere, right? Um, you'll jump. You'll leave the relationship. Okay. That's the first point is that lie of I will feel happy when and how that sets you up for jumping from relationship to relationship because ultimately only you are in control of your happiness. Okay. Why else might you experience this? The second point is you might be accustomed to the roller coaster of an anxious avoidant dynamic or of an unhealthy relationship, could even be a toxic relationship. That might be your relationship template. I talk about this a lot inside of the ESL program, the Empowered Secure Love program that, hey, 
whatever model we have for a relationship, our brain has a working model and it's going to seek out people who confirm our working model. So if I believe that a relationship is up and down, that somebody's going to be invested and then not, that they're going to be in and out here and then gone, right? If that's my model and then someone is showing up and it's consistent and the relationship feels stable, we're getting to know each other, we're, you know, we've got that Sunday night Netflix routine that's very uh, consistent, right? What Whatever signals are happening, your brain's going, whoa, this is different. This is stable. This is predictable. If you are not accustomed to that, your brain will say, well, something's wrong because this does not fit the model that I have for a relationship. And of course, this is unconscious. And then this is where your conscious brain will say something like, well, they just didn't want the same things, or we just couldn't agree, or the spark just wasn't there. How many times have we heard that? Well, there just wasn't a spark. Was there really not a spark or was your attachment system not dysregulated? All my attachment theory nerds can get that, right? Was was your attachment system too calm and then you associated that as not having a spark? Or hey, and I'm not I'm not going to knock it if there really wasn't attraction. That can be the case. All I'm saying is that sometimes unconsciously it's something much deeper than that. Okay. The next point, and this is a really good one. I'm excited that that this is listed here. So the next point is your relationship with conflict may be preventing you from staying. So you may have associated conflict with the end of a relationship, or you may have beliefs that if conflict is coming up, that means it's not the relationship for you. Maybe as a child, you saw your parents fighting and you saw that the fighting escalated, escalated, escalated before they eventually got divorced, right? Or maybe they seemed happy their entire marriage and then they had two weeks of arguments and then they divorced. What you didn't see, right, was the decades of unresolved conflict that never got talked about. Anyways, no matter your history, no matter your childhood, we all internalized beliefs about conflict. And most people have unhealthy beliefs. So then what happens? We avoid conflict. When we avoid conflict, that leads to resentment and it leads to distancing. And a lot of times it can lead to the ending of a relationship. So Conflict, let's say you're in this relationship, it's six months in, it's been pretty great, and then conflict comes up. If you can't change your mindset about it to say, hey, I want to be curious about this, I want to grow with this person, we're going to acknowledge the conflict is here, and then we're going to grow through it together right? If if you can't get to that place, you may say, well, they're just not for me. We have conflict. So 
this is a very important piece to be able to show up because here's the thing you deserve to be able to navigate conflict well because it means that you're being open, honest, assertive, direct. It means that you're allowing yourself to show up as you are when there's conflict. When there is zero conflict, I'm very worried because either both people are not being authentic to themselves or one person really isn't. There's, there is some person in the relationship who is not showing up in their truth, right? So really starting to reframe your relationship with conflict and say, hey, it is a great opportunity to practice curiosity, to practice saying, how can we grow through this and become stronger on the other side instead of seeing it as your cue to leave? Right. And I know sometimes y'all are like, I just get so angry. Like I've, I I want to turn on Rihanna and play breaking dishes and just slam some dishes against the wall. Right. I mean, I'm just exaggerating, but hey, you may feel like that sometimes. We've all been there. Right. And you go, well, how the heck am I supposed to get curious? I promise you practice it. The more you practice, the easier it will be. When you feel the anger coming up, you just want to say, hey, this is my opportunity to better understand myself and to better understand my partner and to get more clarity on our dynamic and what our dynamic needs in order for it to be healthy. This is a key piece. Oh gosh, I'm going off on a tangent where when you're in that, when you're in a healthy relationship, you're building secure attachment. One of the things that I see in couples who do this well is you're able to say the relationship is its own entity. It's its own living, breathing dynamic where both people have to show up and give to it. You have to water it. You have to take care of it. Be aware of it. But the cool thing is, is, you, is you're not saying that it's me. If I say, well, it's all on me, right? That I'm taking full, I'm, I'm saying whatever goes wrong is because of me. Instead of saying, well, hey, it's my actions, right? It's how I'm showing up. It's, am I giving it attention? Am I watering it? It's wh- what am I contributing to the dynamic, it makes me think about like if you're a farmer and hey, I'm from Montana, so used to farms, right? If you're a farmer and you're growing a crop and then you say, well, geez, it was a terrible, it was a terrible crop this year. It was bad. Would the farmer blame himself and say, I'm just a bad farmer? Guess what? That does not really help. So it's the same thing in relationships of, well, what was the fertilizer? What was the soil like? What were the factors? What could be done differently? Growth mindset where you take ownership for what you're contributing, but you're not in this place of self-blame and saying, well, I'm just a bad partner. That will not help you ultimately. So anyways, when you start to have the mindset of what am I co-creating with someone 
instead of being in wounding and your stories of not being good enough and I'm a failure, whatever, and allowing that to, to run your relationship, you start getting to a place of let's be curious, let's grow together, what works, what doesn't work. That makes building a relationship fun and it helps you completely transform your relationship with conflict. Okay, I hope you all stayed with me. I know I went on a little tangent there as I'm known to do. Uh, Let's move on to the fourth point. So this one is one that most everyone has, and it's just, are you aware of it or are you not? The fourth point is a core belief that you are not worthy of love, that you're not able to receive love, and that it's not safe. It could be any of those things, a combination of all. It could be, well, I'll just be abandoned. It'll never work out for me. Whatever your core beliefs are around love can be causing you to to have that shiny relationship syndrome where you're going from relationship to relationship, right? Let's think about anxious attachment. If I have an anxious attachment style and then all of a sudden, this relationship is going well. This person's emotionally available. They're consistent. We're building something together. And then all of a sudden, I'm going, whoa, I don't have to work for this. It feels easy. I'm not trying too hard. This person actually does love me and clearly states it and shows me in their actions. All of these experiences that do not fit the anxiously attached person's relationship model, right? What happens? The brain goes, well, this doesn't feel safe. This doesn't fit, right? Sometimes this can be even deeper of if we've learned, well, it's just I I can't receive. I have to be the one that's giving love. I have to be the one that's trying. And if if you want to give to me, that will not feel good to me. I see this sometimes with people who have experienced childhood trauma and you've learned that in order to be worthy, you have to achieve, you have to be incredibly productive. And this shout out to all my female lawyers and nurses and doctors I work with y'all and I know that at some point there was a core belief that got created that I'm only going to be worthy if I'm achieving, if I'm working hard, if I'm doing all the things, if I'm showing you that I'm good enough by my actions. And then for someone to say, well, hey, you are unconditionally worthy of love. I'm going to be here. I'm consistent. I'm stable. No matter, no matter how you show up, I'm going to be here, right? What does that do? It will cause you to say, there must be something wrong with this person because it's not fitting your model for love. So this is a big one, right? And also, obviously, this also applies to avoidantly attached folks, disorganized, wh- whatever your attachment style. If you have core beliefs around love is not safe, right? With the avoidantly attached 
people, they learn to be incredibly independent from a young age because of letdowns, because of not being able to depend on someone. So the core wound could be, I can't depend because I'll be let down, right? But anyways, if you have any of these core beliefs, it's going to cause you to go from relationship to relationship. And the painful thing is the beliefs will follow you wherever you go. You take yourself wherever you are. And unfortunately, that's really painful for you. It's also painful for the people who you date, right? It's it's a painful experience when you're repeating patterns over and over and you're saying, why can't I figure this out? I see everybody else getting in healthy relationships. Sometimes I have to remind myself, did you know about 50% of the population has secure attachment as their primary style? I know when I first read that, that really blew my mind because that was certainly not my experience and also dedicating my career to serving people who have struggled in dating and relationships. It's not the experience of most people I work with. So sometimes I have to remind myself there are a lot of people out there who really the love part of their life came easily. And of course, I'm sure they had another area of their life that was difficult. No one has a perfect life, despite what Instagram might make you believe, right? There is no perfect life. But I want you to know that, hey, there there are people where this does come pretty easily. But if it hasn't been that way for you and you've been on the fence and you, you know, you're listening to this episode and you're going, wow, I can relate to some of these, to all of them. And you know that you are ready to get off the dating roller coaster. I do want to encourage you to do the internal work. And hey, I would love to have you join the Empowered, Secure, and Loved program. We do have spots opening here in January. Would love to have you. Ultimately, I want you to do whatever is best for you, whether it's with me or a different coach or what, whatever you find. But I want to encourage you now is the time. Don't wait. You deserve, you deserve to allow a healthy, securely attached relationship into your life and then to be able to work through it and not sabotage it so you can grow in love and secure attachment. Y'all, this was, I'm, I'm looking at all the points here. This was a good episode. There's a lot of takeaways. I hope that you were able to really let this sink in. Before I let you go, I do just want to review the points so that, you know, I'm a teacher at heart here. I want to make sure that you understand this stuff. So let's just review it. So you may have shiny relationship syndrome if you're experiencing these four things. So number one is that lie that you will be happy when you're in a great relationship. You're outsourcing your happiness, basing your happiness on your relationship status. Only you can control your happiness. I feel like Smokey the Bear. Only you can prevent forest fires. Only you can control your happiness, okay? The second point, you may be experiencing shiny relationship syndrome if you are accustomed to chaos, ups and downs in a relationship, 
And that slow burn of the securely attached, healthy relationship building slowly, if that does not feel safe, doesn't feel right, if your brain says, well, that doesn't match the working model of what I know to be true about a relationship, right? And and what can happen is you're saying, your brain may say, well, this isn't this isn't filled with emotion. This doesn't have spark. It's just not exciting. Guess what? The uh, dysregulated attachment system may be what you are accustomed to, right? Where you're all over the place and it's emotional. And you may be mistaking that dysregulated attachment system for excitement. Okay. So that was the second part. The third one is your relationship with conflict. We talked a lot about this. I kind of went off on a tangent, but really realizing that when you have conflict, that's just a sign of a close relationship. That's just a sign that you're going to grow with someone. You're going to be curious about how you're showing up and how you can both contribute to the dynamic to make it better. Okay. And then the fourth one is you may be experiencing shiny relationship syndrome if you have not healed your beliefs about your worthiness of receiving love. So if you're not able to really believe that, hey, love is safe, I'm worthy of receiving, I don't have to achieve and try hard and do all the things in order to earn it, I can receive it, right? If you're not able to heal those beliefs, it's likely that receiving love simply won't feel good to you. It won't feel safe. It won't feel quote unquote right. So there's the list. I hope you took a lot out of this episode. And if you're ready to do the work, I would absolutely encourage you to apply to the ESL program. We would love to have you inside of the program. The link is in my Instagram bio. I do also want to let you know, I know today's the 19th and we have a free dating training that's released today. So if you are online dating or you're using apps, I know it can get so exhausting and you can be banging your head against the wall thinking, well, how do I even do this so that it works? And I want to help you. Uh, when the pandemic had first started, Bumble contacted me. I did a Bumble sponsored training on online dating and how to use dating apps. And obviously we're continuing that trend of using dating apps, online dating. You can't right now just go out and freely meet people. You, and Well, you can and you can't, right? It just depends. But anyways, we're still using dating apps. So I thought to myself, I want to make sure I get this information out to you all. So we have it available. You can just go to the link in my Instagram bio. It'll be there. Um, Sign up. You can watch the training. It goes over everything. It's going to tell you about profile creation, how to use the apps, dating mindset kind of a dating process. It's There's a ton in there that I know will help you. There's also audience Q&A. So I know that people probably have asked questions that, that you would have as well. So it's a high value training. I want to give it to you because I know that it, it can feel really hard out there when you're online dating. So check that link 
my Instagram bio. I will also put it in today's show notes. Make sure that you check that out. All right. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. And you know, I am wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk with you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.